Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. For those of you that are listening, um, as this goes live, we are still in the midst of the COVID pandemic. So just to give you guys a little bit of an update, I am now 32 in a couple days, weeks pregnant, and uh, be getting really lonely. So Shalinda and I <laughs> just spent, I don't know, 45 minutes chatting before this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like touching, touching base again. I feel like I'm, I'm over these Zoom calls. I want to see you. It's so weird for me because of you being pregnant and I go on social media and see pictures of you and I haven't seen you for like two, three months now. And <laughs> so it's weird just to see pictures of you and your, and your baby belly. It's like, I get to still, you know, be a part of the fact that you are, are, you know, giving birth soon, but like, it's just weird doing it from afar, you know? It's so weird. And honestly, like, not going to lie. The first month or two was like, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person who doesn't mind being alone. I like traveling alone. I like being alone. I don't see a lot of people, but now I'm getting to the point where it's like, I miss my best friends. I want to be around you guys. Like, it's beautiful. It's 27 plus outside today. I should, we should be laying, laying on a beach or at like a patio with a virgin slushy drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing too, is now that the weather is getting nicer, it's getting harder for a lot of us to want to stay indoors and do the whole physical distancing and social distancing and um, in Manitoba, especially, we've kind of eased up on a number of restrictions as opposed to some of the other provinces uh, in Canada. And I know that the U.S. is, you know, obviously a different story. Each each uh, state is in a different state. <laughs> but uh, it is kind of hard now because we're getting a little bit uh, looser with those restrictions. And you feel that pull it's to want to enjoy scary. the weather and stuff. Yeah. And also at the same time, protect, especially me with my chronic illness and pregnancy, I want to protect myself. So I feel like I'm saying no to so many people and so many things where I really want to say yes. And it's just causing this like internal battle. Like, should I go? But no, I probably shouldn't. And uh. I know it's so surreal, too. And like they've recommended now that we wear masks when out in public. And so yeah. yesterday I picked up my very first mask and I just had a moment where I was driving home and I only bought it so that I can go into stores that require you to wear it or that, sorry, right. recommend you to wear it because it's not a requirement. Um, but it's just surreal to me that I've, I had to go buy a mask and that, you know, there are people wearing them and it's just like, I just want somebody to pinch me and wake me up and be like, okay, <laughs> this is just a test run. Everybody failed. We, like, right. I wish we could just fast forward and see like, is the summer, like, is this gonna, what, what's going to happen? I know it's kind it's of hard weird. To, yeah. I don't know if I want things to go back to normal because I like how the earth was healing. <laughs> I don't think that there is such thing as going back to normal. I think it's the new norm. And that's how we've been referring to it in the media. Like just in my conversations on the radio with people, it's the new norm. And it's just like. But is the new norm, does that mean we're always going to be scared? Like especially us with chronic illnesses? 
That's the thing is, how can you not be fearful in a situation where we're dealing with a global pandemic and it's different from each province to province? It's different from, you know, active cases and all kinds of different factors that uh, play a role in, in that fear that people have. Yeah, I think that's funny because the topic we're going to be talking about today is a little bit to do with fear. And I, and I think that it kind of goes hand in hand and almost like answers my question. But uh, what we want to talk about today is facing your fears and why, honestly, following your dreams and following your passions, your your life truly depends on it. And I think that's like, it goes really good with what we were just chatting about, how Fear can stop us from everything in our life, be it right now, this pandemic, or or following our dreams and passions in pursuing maybe our entrepreneurship goals or business goals or whatever it may be. Yeah, and fear fear can mean a lot of different things for people. Like it can be a physical reaction, it can be a mental reaction, it can be an emotional reaction. Um, and I think that we all deal with it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think there's different types of fear too. Hey, like there's the fear that I feel someone asks me to go hang out and it's kind of more like a want to protect myself and my baby versus a fear that I feel when I think about expanding my business and going maybe full time or, or like working while the baby's here on my own business and our business. Those are kind of two very different, but both very much fear. Yeah. And for me, fear has always kind of been around my career because I chose such a, I guess, a volatile industry to work in. Mm. <laughs> and so, I mean, at any given moment, I can be blown out. That's just how the entertainment business works, right? So I think getting into the business that I'm in, I always had that fear that I could lose my job at any given moment and I should just enjoy every single day that I do have doing what I love. Yeah. And I think that's the point we really wanted to touch on today is what's the point of life if you don't do what you love. So if instead of facing that fear of if anything can happen, you decided to go into, I don't know, accounting, yeah. <laughs> like how I would be happy. Yeah. No, I literally wouldn't be happy. Like I, I've known in my entire life, this is what I want to do. And I knew that there was going to be like obstacles involved in that success I had in my broadcasting career, because I mean, I got into it at 16 years old uh, while I was in high school. And then when I went to college, my first day of college, I'll never forget this. My professor walked in and said to the the 20 of us that were in uh, radio school that he was like, "If, if anybody in this room is in it for the money, there's the door. And we were all like, what? What does that mean? Does that mean we're not going to make any money? And it's just because, you know. In my business, you have to small you have to start in those small markets and and you know make that twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year, if not less, um, to get your foot in the door. Right, you got to make a name for yourself, and then from there you eventually get to where I am today, where I'm in a major market and doing a morning show on one of the top rock stations in Canada. That's so awesome. But and, it, and but fear exactly played a huge role in that. Like I had to take some very very scary steps. And, and weigh the pros and cons. And I mean, packing up my entire life, moving to Winnipeg uh, was a huge fear because I had no idea how this was all going to turn out. I was taking a job. So how did you a, face that fear? Uh, how did you look it in the face? <laughs> I think I just focused on the result that I wanted, the end result, result that I wanted. I wanted, I, I just focused on that success that I, I, I craved out of the situation I was about to enter. And yeah. f- that was my like, 
driving factor to keep motivated. So I didn't let that fear get to me because fear for me is kind of like having that little like angel devil on your shoulder kind of thing, right? It's like it whispers, it whispers the, well, maybe you can't do that. Or maybe that's not a good idea. Or what if you fail? Or, you know, all those things that are in your mind. Yeah. With me, I relate to that so much with the fear when it comes to my goals and business and entrepreneurship and all of that fear. When I feel it, I know I'm going in the right direction. Um, in that sense, for me, fear means false events appear real. And every time I feel that like, oh, this is like I'm stretching my boundaries. That's when I hit my next goal, my next level. And, and a lot of people feel that fear and then they take a step back because we're humans, right? Literally, our, we're to protect ourselves. Fear was there. So we would fear lions and tigers and whatever and not go out and get killed. And now our whole lives, our whole society has changed and, and it's changing again. But I don't know, for me, that's how I know um, I'm dreaming big and, and doing the right next thing. And I honestly think that if I and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like if you had let that fear when you were moving to Winnipeg and if I had let the fear of starting my new business and helping women with IBD stop me, like how miserable would I have been? I would have just always been thinking like I could do better or I could help these people and and just like living a comfortable life because I have a good career. I, I make good money, but it wouldn't be like fulfilling my dreams. And that's why I think honestly, I do think our life depends on being happy and there's so many people living just a, not mundane, but a comfortable life where I don't know if like, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I think that what you're trying to say is that like finding that if you can break through that uncomfortable feeling when you do face fear, that the result is more often worth it like than not. You know what I mean? Like um, fear can be a deterrent for a lot of people because just think about the missed opportunities. Like how many times have you said no to something because of fear? Exactly. And it's maybe even beyond fear, right? Because a lot of people just don't believe in themselves. Like very easily you could have stayed in the small markets you were in when you were doing radio and thought, I'm not good enough for a large station. I'm not good enough for a big morning show. One of the best in Canada and and vice versa with me, you know, I, I could have always thought and I did for a long time, I'm not good enough to start my own business or to help women or anything. And so many women, especially, but I mean, humans deal with that, not having the belief in themselves, not just because of fear, but just overall, no belief. That's probably one of the best feelings, though, is when you do do something and you do sort of believe in yourself, <laughs> like there is that hesitation, but you follow through with it anyways and you push past that fear. And then I think a lot of people from there often deal with that imposter syndrome, right? Because mm -hmm. you're just like, who am I kidding? Like, oh, my gosh, I pushed past all this fear and now I'm living in the decision that I made. Uh, now what? Now I have to level up as a person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that's what brought me so much happiness in my life. Like uh, when I got offered the job at the station that I'm at, I totally went through that fear because I, I work with two major names in the broadcast industry. It's a it's a big station. I never imagined that I would ever get an opportunity like I had. 
And a part of me, like, didn't want to send in my demo on time because I was just kind of self-doubting. And if I didn't do it, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And I am the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I love that. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, I do feel guilty, though, because you're you're right. You do meet people who... um, are self-doubters and they they haven't really reached that happiness in their lives Mm -hmm. and then you know me as a person I'm just genuinely so thankful and happy for the life that I've lived and I I find it hard to I I feel bad like for for feeling so happy you know yeah but we should never feel bad I think something that's both of both you and I have in common is we kind of crave recognition and success Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, <laughs> look at the podcast name. <laughs> yeah, sick and successful. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I was an only child, and anytime someone said, "Oh, that's like awesome" or "great job" or whatever, I I lived off that. I breathe off that. So even to this day, like, I start painting the nursery. I don't know if if you guys follow me on Instagram, you can go see some pictures. I'm painting a mural, and you in should because it's freaking cool. <laughs> Thank you. And so like I did the first elephant. I was like, I hate this. This sucks. And I got 50 DMs on how awesome it was. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is awesome. I'm going to keep going. Like that's how that's how I work. But finding finding what works for you and what you what pushes you, I would say, is is so crucial. So, Natalie, what would you say um, as somebody who struggles with perfectionism? What Mm. what kind of role (laughs) does that play in fear? Because both of you and I are perfectionists. You know, I mean, to different levels, obviously, because everybody has that different level of what they deem to be perfection. But I strive to, you know, be successful and and I get that recognition, like you mentioned. But um, when you're so focused on that perfect end result, that can be a deterrent for some people, which is why fear plays a big role. Yeah. So I literally I have like an angel and a devil on my shoulder when you ask me this question, because I think my perfectionism has got me to where I am today like wanting to just always be better and to be great and to like put out things that are amazing. Also, I think it's held me back from growing even more. So like, I think that there is such a great balance between recognizing that and letting yourself do your best always. And if you're waiting for something to be perfect and like if you're creating a course online or creating content or whatever you're doing that you love, if you're waiting for it to be a hundred percent perfect, it's it, you've, you've waited for way too long and a hundred other people already put out what you, what you were going to put out. If I waited for, (laughs) for my mural to be perfect, Alicia would be five. Oops. I just (laughs) spilled her name. So sneak peek there, you guys, but um. (laughs) I can edit that out if you want. (laughs) No, I think for our podcast listeners, you guys got a little sneak peek there. I like that because we're creating a bit of a podcast family with our listeners. So I like that. So if you guys heard that and you are a part of the family, please DM me and tell me, you know, (laughs) so that I can just like know who's in on the secret. Yeah, it is a special (laughs) opportunity to know, you know. Yeah. So she's named after Pink, which is completely off topic. But for anyone who knows me knows. That you are a huge Pink. Pink fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what was what was Pink's real name? Alicia. Alicia Moore. Moore. Right. I knew that. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. She got COVID. Hey, this is so off topic. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is what I live for. Sidebars. Sidebar. Yeah, her and her, I think three or four year old uh, son. Yes. Got COVID and and like bad, bad, bad. Yeah, I was watching her on Instagram talk about it. Scary. Yeah, I was watching her on the Ellen Show. 
Oh, okay. She's so relatable. I love her. I love her so much. <laughs> it is. You know, I've always adored her and the fact that her and her husband, Carrie, like, they've had such a crazy marriage, but they still love each other so, so much. Right? And- They're just so real. Yeah, they are. And like they've been together for almost most of her career. Yeah. So, yeah, she's one of those celebrities that you can really draw a parallel with, you know, because she is so relatable. Yeah. And also like just the badass bitch she is. Mm -hmm. And the mom she is. She's a kick ass mom. I I literally traveled to London to go to one of her concerts and she walked over me in one of those like plastic bubbles. It was the best time of my life. Oh my God. I just got goosebumps. Because <laughs> I know what that's like when you see your favorite artist. I'm a huge Christina Aguilera fan. And when I see Christina yeah. Aguilera, I go nuts. I've traveled to see her in Florida, Vegas, and that's just in the last two years. <laughs> Can you imagine if she walked over you on a bubble? I was like just out of this world. I left my body. I would cry. <laughs> Yeah, I did cry. I'm sure I did. 100%. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, back to (laughs) following your dreams. Yes. Um, Yeah. I honestly, I just think that a lot of us doubt ourselves and we, and we forget the hard times we've gone through. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you've, I mean, you've gone through something hard for Shalinda. It's cancer diagnosis and all of that, that came with it. And for Mm -hmm. me, my Crohn's flares and diagnosis and 12 years of suffering and pain as soon as that shit passes like do we do we just completely forget how how strong we are and what we've gone through and then the next obstacle we're like we're we I can't do this you know what I mean I think that my cancer diagnosis has created me to be kind of fearless Um, like there is a night and day difference that I've noticed in myself now that I'm a cancer survivor and ultimately like nothing can really scare me the way that that did. You know what I mean? So the bar is set pretty high as to what fear means to me now, Um, which is awesome because I'm going to be honest. Yeah, just ticks. We were talking about that before we started recording. I'm deadly terrified of getting a tick. So (laughs) that is a different type of fear. (laughs) I think that like that exact that example that you're saying, it's made you so much more open to facing the fear because I'm sure you still feel fear when you do new things like starting this podcast and stuff right but what's the worst that's going to happen like I already had cancer like that's what I always say to people like and I mean it makes people feel uncomfortable because anytime that I make a cancer joke anybody does but um I just try to find the humor in it and the fact that I've kicked cancer's ass I mean what else are you going to throw at me bring it on man for someone for someone who's listening who hasn't you know kicked cancer's ass but has I don't know, gone through a divorce or had a chronic illness and, and is on the other side, or even dealing with a chronic illness right now, you have gone through some hard shit, draw upon that and, and look back at that and see you've passed it. You've mm-hmm. gone through it. You you're strong enough to make it to where you are right now. You can make it to achieve your goals and, and your dreams and your passions and how exciting will life be when you're living your dream versus being in a mundane, comfortable life. Right. And for a lot of people, following your dreams is is like, you know, whimsical. They're like, Meh, you know, they, they tell you that when you grow up, mm. follow your dreams. And a lot of people feel the the pressure to get a job that pays well to provide, you know, and, and but you can follow your dreams while doing that. If that's where you're at, you can. Do. Yeah. You don't have to settle. Like, that's the big thing is I think that a lot of people think that they have to settle. Um, but I just I, I'm not a believer in that. I think that you yeah. should push past 
what uh, you think that you should settle for and strive for what you really want. Exactly. Like, look, I'm, I'm literally working a full-time 40 hours plus a week job. I have two businesses. I run clients, one-on-one clients, weekly podcasts, and I'm pregnant. So you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially because we've both gone through, well, I mean, you have Crohn's, so this is a, an ongoing chronic illness for you. But when I had my cancer, it was just like an eye-opening experience as to that fear that pops up and mm-hmm. how to deal with it. And I think that you just need to be honest with yourself and you need to look at the grass is greener on the other side. And I know that that's such a cliche saying, but focus on what you what you dream of and, and make that your priority. And have fun doing it. Like, honestly, though, what is life without fun? And I used to I used to hustle so hard. I was in university working five jobs, blah, 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 not having fun. Now, everything I mentioned, I'm doing, I'm doing it in a way I like, and I have the clients I like. I only take clients I like. I charge what makes me happy and what I feel I'm giving them value back for, Mm -hmm. you know, like I make time to have fun with my husband and to do things we like. Like if you're, if you're living your dream life, but not having fun doing it also no point. Well, this kind of just spawned like an example. I got a job offer probably a year ago to go back to Alberta You're never leaving me. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to be very quiet about it. I mean, I can't give any details, obviously, but in this industry, it happens, right? You get offers to, once you've gotten on a a big station, a lot of people start to pay attention and they want to bring you back to where you're from. And for me, that's Alberta. And so they threw down quite a bit of money my way. And for a lot of people, that would have been a no brainer. Perfect. I'm off, you know? But I had to look at the fact that I am so happy, so happy where I'm at right now. So that's a huge risk factor for me to give up where I'm at in my life right now to risk finding that happiness in a, in a different city starting all over again um, to, to be, make more money, right? And ultimately, yeah. for me, money doesn't really mean happiness, And I've always been that in my life. Uh, I've just kind of like found more happiness out of experiences than money. And so I looked at that opportunity to go back and I said, you know what? I just can't. I got too much riding on where I've gotten myself to be right now that I can't give that up just because there's a dollar value that's higher. Exactly. So a tangible tip for anyone who's listening right now, if you are around a piece of paper, grab yourself a piece of paper or do this whenever you're done listening to the podcast or not driving or whatever, and write down, take a moment to think like, what are the top 10 criterias of you being happy and not what you think they should be or what others think they should be. A lot of the times, like, like Shalinda just said, it's not money. We think it should be money, but for me, it's not money either. Yes, I like having you know, extra money flowing. So I'm not stressed, but that's not number one for me. For me, number one is being able to spend time in nature. If I had to work 12 hour shifts, I would never be happy Mm -hmm. because I couldn't go for a walk whenever I wanted or see the sun. So that's one for me. So write down one, two, three, four, five, and write down the five things that keep you happy and that you need to have on a daily basis or that you want to strive towards and keep those somewhere that you can see them. So when you have a job opportunity like came up for Shalinda or you're about to maybe launch a new program or do something new in your own business, you can refer back to those and say, am I doing this because of what other people want or because of what I think I should be doing or because of X, Y, and Z, or is it to fulfill one of these five? 
It was funny. I was talking. We did uh, we did a topic on this a couple of days ago on our on our radio show about how there's a study done that showed that people who flip a coin to make a decision in their lives, like a major life decision, like should I propose to this person? Should I, you know, move to this city? Should I get this job? They were more happier when they flipped the coin and. Uh, it was what they called, you know, and they made the decision, which goes to show that even, you know, oh. coin aside, if you think that you need to make a decision to be happy, then just make that decision. Yeah. You know, exactly. put the put the weighing of, of the other side of things on the back burner and just go for it. Exactly. And your your example about your job has happened to me a few times with my career right now. And I work in sales and I've had recruiters and countless LinkedIn messages about different positions that would make maybe even double what I'm making right now. But I love my job. I get to work from home. I get to go for a walk when I need to. I get to work on my business, you know, right after I'm done working and things like that. So again, money, not always the deciding factor. And you you do know that deep down. It's just taking a second to not let others and your own judgments influence you. I think that's why I love meeting uh, in entrepreneurs that have stories like this, you know, where they've uh, just been very motivated to get what they want, despite their past of having a nine to five job and not being happy. And, you know, they finally find that part of themselves and they go for it. Is that not such a cool story to hear when somebody's done that, you know, when they've walked away from what they thought was supposed to bring them happiness in life and they've fought through that fear and they've gotten to that place where they, they are happy? And and how many times they failed on their way and that's kept the, getting back up. That's the big part that I love listening to yeah. is when they when they speak about the failures that they've gone through and the tr- and the trials and tribulations that they had to you know go through to get to where they are today. That's what makes life, us who life we are. Is not made to be easy. This isn't supposed to be just wake up, do your shit, and go back to bed. Like it's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be fun. You're in the driver's seat too. Remember that. You're in the driver's seat of your own life, your own happiness, everything. You're in control. Literally. So good. Golden nuggets. So now I expect everyone to be listening to go fulfill their dreams and (laughs) (laughs) And be fearless. Yeah. Quit your nine to fives. No, I'm kidding. Don't. I I don't. (laughs) We're not encouraging anybody to make any major life decisions here, but, uh, you know, flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. We're just encouraging you to be a little less fearless. You know what I mean? Like, don't be scared. More fearless. Yeah. Yeah. More fearless. Sorry. Yeah. All good. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I am like a mix of fearless and fearful because I love adrenaline things. Like I love skydiving and fly gliding and all that crazy stuff. I just, I love it. And I don't even get scared up there. But when I do get scared is in entrepreneurial moves and stuff like that, self-doubt and then push, push through it. Mm-hmm. And it's the yeah. most gratifying feeling ever. Because it honestly, is. I look back at some of the, like, I look back at my cancer situation and I just like, I'm so happy that I focused on my happiness and ultimately that's what won out of that situation. Oh, heck yes. That's probably what got you through it, honestly. Yeah, it, it yeah. truly is. So I just encourage everybody listening to this podcast to just be the best versions of you that you can be and focus on your happiness. And uh, that's my advice anyways. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love having you here. You guys got a little sneak peek into my private life this this episode. <laughs> so you are technically family because only family and friends, really, really close friends know. So you guys are, are really, really, really close friends. And also said- go check out Natalie's social media because I'm not going to lie. Like you have done such a fantastic job on that nursery, Natalie. Well, thanks. And I want I want everybody to see the pictures. So please follow Natalie on social media if you don't already, because she has put a lot of hard work in this in this room and you need to see it. (laughs) You're so sweet. Yeah, my Instagram is for for period T.H.E. period health. So you can follow me there. But before you do that, please go on the iTunes app. I know you guys listen on iTunes because I can see the analytics right here. And I know that 39% of you are listening from Apple Podcasts. So go there and leave us a review because it honestly means the world to us. A five-star review. Just let us know why you like listening, why you listen every week. It, it helps others see the podcast and it and honestly makes our day, makes this worth it because obviously we're not getting paid. We just... Love you guys so much. (laughs) And we just like chatting about, you know, sick and successful topics like this. Yeah. And and pink, of course. (laughs) And yes, pink. (laughs) All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sick and successful underscore. Join us next week for an all new episode.